steal at center as Eichel lifted a stick. The free puck to Petrangelo in his own zone. Stretch pass. Eichel is in with a cutter. Third man Martinez scores! Alec Martinez, 3-1 Golden Knights. Nobody is ever satisfied with one, so we're back for a second hour of the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Bennett looking cross eye Stone intercepts. This time he sends it down in a waffle and go into the goal. It's a hat trick. Mark Stone, the captain, makes it 8-3 Golden Knights with six minutes to go in the third period. From the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studio and live at LVSportsNetwork.com, here is Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Getting closer to opening night and the banner-raising ceremony at T-Mobile Arena. The VGK Insider Show enters the second hour. VGK Insider Show brought to you by the Jewelers of Las Vegas. As everybody cranks up the anticipation for the most significant event to hit the organization, which is going to be raising that banner, it all Mm -hmm. comes together. The presentation of the Stanley Cup, the... Uh, design and the presentation of the rings and uh, everything that uh, goes with being a champion. But that banner, uh, yeah. everybody talks about the banner, and uh, that's going to take place tomorrow night. And if you've got a ticket, if you're lucky enough to be there, uh, good on you. The callers that won tickets uh, last Friday were just over the moon. Like People oh, yeah. screaming and crying uh, on the phone. Uh, Kimberly was uh, one of them. And we have two tickets for tomorrow night, this hour. Oh, boy. The last chance. It's It has to be the last chance <laughs> to get a pair of tickets to the game anywhere. And it's going to happen on the VGK Insider Show. We have the ring designer and the creative director of the Vegas School of the Knights, Brady Hackmeister, uh, here in hour number one. And we'll give away a couple of tickets to opening night uh, in hour number uh, two uh, in just a little bit. Uh, before we get to that, uh, let's preview the season a little bit. Okay. Because, because it is honest, and we'll do a little bit of this uh, tomorrow. We'll be on the gold carpet tomorrow uh, outside in the plaza. Lots of interviews of the players arrive, uh, lots of commentary regarding the festivities and uh, what we'll expect. I've got some timelines uh, for you uh, that I'll pass your way tomorrow during the VGK Insider Show to make sure that everybody's in the bowl mm-hmm. and ready and uh, doesn't miss anything when it comes to the show that normally does take place, uh, but uh, will be amplified uh, tomorrow night. But as far as a season preview goes and looking ahead to what we're going to see from game number one on tomorrow, uh, give me your group of teams that you think deserve to be Stanley Cup contenders this year. Not hopefuls, Mm -hmm. not teams that could if things go right, but full-on Stanley Cup contenders, and how many do you think your list is? Okay, so my list right now, Stanley Cup contenders, legitimate Stanley Cup contenders. I got the Golden Knights, obviously. They, they just won the Stanley Cup. They're returning essentially everybody outside of Riley Smith. Um, and I just believe they're a really, really good hockey team, probably the best in the Pacific Division. So I got Vegas. I've got Edmonton. They were right there with Vegas last year. I you you hear Connor McDavid and Leon Draisaitl talk about how more or less disgusted they are with losing and how much they want to win. I think that that has some cachet going into this season. So I've got Vegas. I've got. Why Edmonton. are you so pissy, Leon? Hmm? Why are you so pissy? Yeah, for sure. Um, 
I'm going to go Carolina, right? Like, they're right there. They've been right there. You keep kind of expecting them to take that step in the playoffs. It hasn't happened yet, but I think they're a legitimate Stanley Cup contender. And I'm going to throw Colorado and Dallas in there as well. I think that those two teams in the Central Division are, are leaps and bounds above everybody else. I think Colorado has a belief in, in their room that you know last year was a bit of an, of an anomaly and that they should have been right there. So I, I think that those are, are my five teams. So a five-team list mm-hmm. of Stanley Cup contenders. Yep. Omissions include Toronto. Yep. The New York Rangers. Mm-hmm. Both teams from Florida. Yep. You're comfortable with that? I am. Okay. Uh, I totally agree with you. Yeah. Th- those would be my five teams when it comes to contending teams that if they make the Stanley Cup final or – Win the Stanley Cup, you like? I, I I'm not surprised. Yep. A, at all, Carolina just feels like they've been knocking on the door for a couple of years. Yeah. They, they actually haven't made it as far as you would think. Looking back, like the second round has been their the barrier. Yeah, and, and they're too talented a team to kind of get stopped there. And and to be fair, like there have been things that have happened. Obviously, goaltending was a question mark for them a couple of years ago injuries played a part last year but the fact of the matter is they're too deep and they're too good to to be a team that doesn't get over the hump and it's got to happen at some point you got to play the averages i think for for my money the carolina hurricanes are the best team in the eastern conference colorado is a club that uh, seems to fly under the radar even though they won the stanley cup a couple of years ago mm-hmm. uh, and, and finished with 109 points a season ago but because they lost in the first round uh, to seattle last year and the conversation all year was about their injuries. Mm-hmm. People kind of don't take them as as serious uh, and as uh, uh, dangerous as they should be. And Dallas is a team that's got everything. Yep. And has has added a couple of kids and and should progress. They should be there as well. It's a very Western Conference heavy mm-hmm. list out of the four, which is funny because last year, halfway through the year. The Stanley Cup and uh, the best teams mm-hmm. in the league all came from the East. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, it, and it's changed. It, it really has. And you know what? I, a lot of that, I think, to me, has to do with with not really knowing what the Boston Bruins are going to be. And, you know, you said legitimate Stanley Cup contenders. You you said not teams yeah. that, that things need to break their way. And I, I look at, you know, the Rangers as a team that needs something to break their way. I look at the Devils that need to continue to show me they're taking another step to be – in that in that echelon and, and you know to a degree the Tampa Bay Lightning have to deal with a long period of time to start the season without their number one goaltender and, and there are things that have to break for them in the right direction it's just a matter of how much catch-up exactly to, to and, Toronto and Jersey mm-hmm. should be in this list but they're not can't put them there you, you tell me why oh I for Toronto I I can't because Toronto is very similar to Edmonton they they are except for the fact that the Oilers had pushed farther in the playoffs, mm-hmm. right? And and for Toronto, like, you finally get that monkey off your back. You finally win a first-round series, and you follow it up with one of the most disappointing five-game losses that that I, I think Toronto fans are going to to have in their life. In retrospect, so, do you think that was more about Florida, though, than Toronto stubbing their toe in in looking at what Florida was able to do? I mean, you got to give credit to the Florida. I I, I I have more respect for what Florida yeah. did now in looking back than I did at the time 
I thought it was all about what Toronto didn't do, mm-hmm. and now go, well, Florida had a, a role in that. I mean, Bob was good. Matthew Kachuk was diff- was another level. Like you've got to give them credit. But the fact of the matter is, the Toronto Maple Leafs finally get over the hump, and then they turn right back into what they were. I believe that, and and I just don't buy their ability to win 16 games in the playoffs. I just don't. They they, they made it four and and five, and. I, I don't know that they're going to go any farther than that. I, I don't buy them. The Metropolitan Division is very deep. Mm-hmm. You have Carolina being the best of the bunch there. Yep. Yep. Now we get into mm, hopefuls. Stanley Cup hopefuls. Teams that think that they inside, they've got a chance. Mm-hmm. Maybe we're not buying it because we think, well, Toronto's got a play better defensively. Uh, sure. The the New York Rangers have to have more depth within their forward core to really produce and and be a dangerous team. Who who's on that list for you? Yeah, I mean for me it's it's Tampa. I think that they're a hopeful. They're hopeful every single year. Again, it's how much catch up they've got to play once Sergey uh once uh, Andre Vasilevsky's ready to go, but I think that I'm putting Tampa right there. The New Jersey Devils I think can absolutely be a team that over the course of the year, I change my opinion and I put them from hopefuls to legitimate contenders, but they're going to have to show me something in the early part of the season, first half of the season to get there. Um, I'll go, I'll go the Rangers too. Like I I think that the Rangers have a really good team. Um, I believe in their goaltending. I just, I'm not sure where I'm, where I fall yet on, on the Rangers kind of pushing into that next level. Back to back 100 point seasons. Yeah. Yeah. And they had had a bad week and it cost the coach's job and it made people question them. And, and that's where I'm at with them, right? Like I, I believe they're a good team, but do I, do I, do I put them into that next category? No, I, I can't. I don't. Um, I, I don't know if I buy enough of the Pittsburgh Penguins to put them in the hopeful category. Outside of, like, don't bet against Sidney Crosby and who knows what Eric Carlson could be. Like, well, here's my, I, I, my they're list. teetering on the edge I'll give me. you I'll give you Tampa. Mm-hmm. They went to three straight finals, and last year were arguably the better team against Toronto, Yeah, but didn't, didn't get yeah. through. How much are they going to have to expend – playing catch-up if it comes to that, if Jonas Johansson or the goaltenders in the wake of Andre Vasilevsky can't get it done. But but Tampa Bay certainly deserves to be in there. Uh, New York Rangers, for sure. New Jersey Devils, I love them. They, were, they had the best preseason of anybody mm-hmm. in the National Hockey League, and they're young, and they're exciting, and they have the talent. It's the weather, goaltending, because that's been a moving part. Uh, I'll also throw in Toronto. Mm-hmm. Has to be in that list. Does thing do things have to go right? Yeah, but they've they've got too much talent. And uh, the the L.A. Kings. I'll also put the uh, L.A. Kings uh, on there. Yeah, I, I agree with with those two. I, I really do. I think you know for for me, I don't buy the Toronto Maple Leafs, but you know they they are in they that they're, that category, they're in yeah. that category, right? Like we expect them to be in the playoffs. We expect them. To, to finally make that step, to make that jump. And, and if it happens this year, then everything goes right for them. They can surprise some people. Uh, Los Angeles, I, I, I love L.A. outside of their goaltending. Like, we've talked about but it, right? But, again, that's part that has to come together. That's that's the thing that we've got to keep That's a very goalie-friendly environment, much like yes. what Vegas yeah. is. And if you play to that strength, 
you don't have to spend a lot of money on goaltending. No. If they can just make those saves. Now, Saturday in a preseason game, mm-hmm. did Cam Talbot make those saves? No. Not even close. No. But I, I think that there's still enough there with L.A. that they deserve to be in that second tier. Yeah, I'm with you there. Cinderella's. Teams that, uh, not not Cinderella's, but where you go, boy, that'd be a really good story. Where mm. there's potential, but it would still be a bit of a reach. Who's on, on that category? I'll go Florida, Pittsburgh, and Seattle. Like, I'll just, I'll go those three teams. Like, Florida did some amazing work last year. It was fun to, to watch them move through the playoffs. Matthew Kachuk, an absolute superstar in this league. Um, I don't think that they're going to be... I think they're a playoff team. I don't think that they're a, a shoe-in to kind of do what they did last year. But if they did, it would be really fun to watch. Pittsburgh... I think the, the National Hockey League's better when the Pittsburgh Penguins are in the playoffs. And you've got the the tail end. Pittsburgh's going to be fun to watch no matter what For happens. sure. But you've got Sidney Crosby and Evgeny Malkin kind of in the twilight of their career. If they can go on another run, boy, would that be something to watch. And then the Seattle Kraken, like, they came out of nowhere. They improved so much last season, and they were one win away from the Western Conference Finals. So could they replicate it? Could they go on on another run? Maybe. And it would be really fun to watch that, too. I Pittsburgh wouldn't wouldn't bowl me over if they got there, yeah. but it'd still be uh, we would call it a good story. Sure. So this is the good story. Florida getting back there would be a, a good story. Seattle for sure, third year in existence, mm-hmm. that would be a story. Washington is healthy. Yeah. Don't judge Washington on last year. Let's see what Washington can do now that they're healthy, like Backstrom mm-hmm. and Wilson and Carlson. Let's let's see. There's not a lot of real respect happening for Washington right now. It's all about Ovi and his goal chase. Mm-hmm. New coach, too, Spencer yeah. Carberry yeah. in there. I think Washington's overlooked right now uh, around the league. And uh, I'll give you... Winnipeg as well. Okay. Um, as, as, as a story. Yeah. Winnipeg is one of four teams in this league right now who could win their division. Yeah. Or they could make the playoffs. And I wouldn't be surprised mm-hmm. at either one. Calgary is another one. Mm-hmm. No, I'm not putting Calgary in this list, but there's uh, Pittsburgh. I could see winning the division or missing the playoffs, and the Florida Panthers. Mm-hmm. I could see winning the division, or because they're so beat up uh, initially, missing out. But Winnipeg is a team that is is going to write a very interesting story this year. The Jets are interesting to me. I, I'm not high on them at all going into the season. I don't know why. To, to be honest with you, I, you've got a goaltender. You've you've got. It's because of the you, contract status. Shifley's up, Connor Hellebuck's up. What are they going to do with them? Uh, they 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 changed the room. There's mm-hmm. 
There's uh, the big trade from Dubois. There's some uncertainty about that rock. I like their team more now yeah. than I did in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Yeah, that's... I think they're better and they have uh, a, a better room. The contract status of the two big boys, mm-hmm. that's going to be an issue. What if that's already been solved? Do you know something? Yeah. What's 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 solved? Matching contracts. That just gets announced now? Yeah. Matching contracts for Shifley and Connor okay. Hellebuck. Seven years. When did that come down? A little earlier today. Oh. See, you were, I've been, I've you were been a little so busy. distracted by yeah. shiny, probably, probably shiny. when you were driving in it probably. probably. Yeah, it's, yeah. But it's it's eight point five million in seven years. It, exactly the I'm same shocked. contracts. It's wild, isn't it? Yeah. It, it was surprising to me. Um Okay, well then, even then, with Winni- that, then though, Winnipeg. Winnipeg moves up on the on the list to to your Cinderella. Yeah, to the to the secondary category. They 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 have everything taken care of. Yeah, from a distraction standpoint, and they're a good team. Yeah, I I I, I like Winnipeg. The the Dubois trade to me br- brings in pieces that they needed. I just need to see it happen. I, I, I want to see Winnipeg over the first 12 to 15 games. Of the I, I've, I'm all in on, on Winnipeg all in, in, the, now. in the Central Division. I don't think they missed the playoffs. You think they're they're yeah. better top to bottom yeah. than, than Minnesota? Just by eliminating the distraction. Yeah, okay. They, they know exactly who they are now. Give me 12 to 15 games. They might, they might know, they might believe they know who they are, but if it doesn't go well right out of the gate... I, I think that well, there did you be... think there was a chance Mark Shifley was going to sign long term there? Absolutely not. I didn't think there was and a there chance. There was less of a chance Connor of was Connor Hellebuck yeah. signing long term. Yeah, right. And they both bought in. It's wild. That's yeah, I, that's the yeah. biggest shocking news of the offseason. I was going to tell you in the break so you could do it in one timers, but that I felt like it needed to be said. That's just mind-boggling so, that Kevin Sheveldayoff found a way to get those two deals done. So you have you have Winnipeg now where? Not not I as a challenging Dallas and, and Colorado. So you have it. Yeah, they're right, in the playoffs. right there. Okay. Now Minnesota should be in that mix yeah. as well. Yeah, we haven't mentioned Minnesota. St. Louis should be better. They think they're going to be better. I don't know what what like the the goaltending can't be as bad as it was last year, and <laughs> you they, say that well no it it shouldn't be yeah uh, based on being a professional and fine tuning your game sure like yeah. the guys the guys National Hockey the goaltender no, I, I'm with you uh, there's there's two teams in the Western Conference Calgary should be somewhere in this mix with a new coach. And a, a, an idea of a fresh start with Huberto and mm-hmm. Kadri and Weger, and then Markstrom being better. Uh, I, I don't know what uh, Wolf is is, is going to end up taking over there. The goal, young goaltender, uh, who's been the best goaltender in his league, the league that he's played in mm-hmm. four straight years. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's unprecedented. That that you are the voted the best at your position in the league that you're playing in four straight years. Two in the Western Hockey League, two in the American Hockey League. What has to happen for him to take over? Opportunity. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll see what happens, uh, whether Markstrom stumbles or Dan Vladar stumbles. But uh, that uh, – who's who's the next – like, 
Buffalo should be in the playoffs this so, year. So they they're a team that I wanted to put on the Cinderella um in the Cinderella tier, but the fact of the matter is like I just got to see them make the playoffs first, right? Like I don't know that I'm expecting Buffalo to do anything once they get there, but they absolutely have to make the playoffs. So I think it, Buffalo, Detroit, maybe in Ottawa, mm-hmm. although Ottawa's a little beat up right now. Yeah. The, the Josh Norris thing is puzzling. Uh th- those teams I could see them winning around. And 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 doing making some noise, but there's still uh, a ways to go. They're coming from a long way back. St. Louis would be a different story. St. Louis won a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have a, a lot of the core of that team uh, been still together. Yeah. Been together to get back. I, I I'm much more of a believer that a St. Louis could actually get to a final as opposed to a Detroit or Buffalo or Ottawa, but I'm not discounting the fact that they can make some noise in the playoffs. Yeah, so for me, like Buffalo, I, I it almost feels like if they were able to get into the playoffs, they could do something similar to what the New Jersey Devils did last year, right? Like they get in, they win around, gain some experience, but but really it, it's it's a little bit further down the road. Your, your point on St. Louis is interesting because you're right. A lot of the players that are there – especially the ones that you're kind of hoping lead the charge and push you back into the playoffs have been there before they they've, they've won, they've been around that, what it takes to win. So could I see the St. Louis blues getting in and surprising some people? Absolutely. Um, I'm not going to go into, I'm not going to put St. Louis kind of in that next category. I, I think again, I, Dallas, Colorado, Minnesota, even to a degree, I, I think are, are too good. And I'm, I'm still lukewarm on, on Winnipeg, but uh, it'll be interesting to see if St. Louis can push themselves into that spot. What's the toughest division in hockey? Um, I'll go Metro. Gosh, it's the Metro. The Metropolitan, the Central, then the Pacific, and then the Atlantic. And the reason why I go Metro is because it's just the deepest. The, you yeah. have a large – you have six teams battling for four spots. Legitimately – could make the playoffs. Any of those six teams, Columbus isn't getting in, mm-hmm. but uh, but the, the, the Philadelphia is not getting in. But the the rest of the six, do you, would you be surprised if any of them made the playoffs? Would you be maybe Washington, Washington getting back be, in? Yeah, yeah. Or, or Pittsburgh getting back in? But you could see it. Yeah, you, I, you could definitely new, new coach in one place and a renaissance with with William Carlson in the in the Central. Uh, with a team like Nashville, yeah, which was right there, St. Louis getting back in, could you've got six teams for four spots there as 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 well, and the revitalized Calgary Flames in the Pacific mm-hmm. makes it challenging just to get in in the Pacific, because all four teams in the Pacific were 100 point teams last year. Yeah, it, it's going to be tough in the Pacific. I mean, Vegas, Edmonton, L.A. Seattle, I think, are all going to be kind of right there. Calgary is an interesting one because I don't like, sleep on Calgary. Like you, right? I can yeah. see Calgary pushing themselves in the top three of yeah. the Pacific Division, or I could see them missing the playoffs. What happened two years ago? They they ran away. They were they were the leaders. They yeah. they won the Pacific Division. I could I could I see that again? Absolutely. Um, I'm with you on the Metropolitan Division. I think you know there are six teams that legitimately are fighting for the playoffs. Outside of Philadelphia and Columbus, those are the only two teams that are not gonna not gonna really push for for much of anything. And to, to be honest, like 
you look at the Philadelphia Flyers, John Tortorella coach teams, like they're not going to be picnic games against against Philadelphia. Even the teams that aren't expected to be good are going to play you hard. The Atlantic division is interesting to me because it really depends on Buffalo, Ottawa, and Detroit, right? Like it could be a very difficult division. I think it depends on Florida and Tampa. You think those might be the teams that drop off? Well, Florida's can Florida replicate what Boston did Ooh. with the injuries last year? Yeah, they, not not from a, a sixty win season, sure, but yeah. Boston excelled early when everybody thought that they would be treading water. Mm-hmm. Can Florida do that? Can they survive that span without giving them too much of a hill to climb? And with Andre Vasilevsky out in Tampa, do they do they dig themselves a hole? Now, Johansson was awesome, the goaltender in the preseason. Mm-hmm. Like their goaltending was I I Breezebaugh, he's either the smartest guy in the world <laughs> or the luckiest right now. Because sure, yeah. everything he said is perfect in Julian Breezebaugh, what he said about giving the guys a chance to to step up in goal without Andre Vasilevsky. Uh, they might have changed their style a little bit, but those are teams that I could see digging a hole and allowing w- one or two of Buffalo, which should be in. Yeah, honestly, which should be able to, to find their way in. Yeah. Uh, Ottawa, which should be able to make a push, and Detroit, which the third team out of that three hopeful group. Yeah, but. I like some of what they've done there. It's it's a little bit quieter. They're not as flashy as the other two, but I think you could see two new teams in the playoffs in the in the Atlantic Division. So you do you do you see a way or in, in, like is there only one team in Montreal that's not going to contend like for the playoffs? Boston. What's Boston going to do this year? I have no could idea. Boston fall out? I, listen, I've been saying that for a couple of years now. I, I don't want to continue to, to, to triple down Is it on unreasonable it, to I, think three of the four teams that made the playoffs in the Atlantic last year miss this season? I think Boston's out. Like, flat out, I think Man, Boston's Florida's out. Florida's going to be challenged feel- early, and Tampa has to get through. Tampa's been the third-place team even when they were really good <laughs> yeah. in the regular season. Toronto, Toronto's the only automatic yeah. to me. It is. I think Florida gets in, but I think it's going to be tough. Uh, and I absolutely think the Buffalo Sabres make the playoffs. I just I don't know that you're going to get more. There's no absolutes with Buffalo. I you know that. Ugh, come on. No, there. I, there has to be eventually. No, no. It's the most surreal city okay, when right. it comes to fair. sports performances. There is oh, I no. Know this. When you're talking about, yeah, as much as anybody, I know, you, you I know, can relate to this. You cannot say there's a guarantee of success when it comes to Buffalo sports. Okay, the Buffalo Sabres, to me, are most likely to make the playoffs this year. Can't can't take it to the bank, but I think they're right there. Uh, you know, it's it's. I, I think the Metropolitan's the hardest division. I I don't know about where I sit with the Central. I have a lot of question marks about Nashville. A lot of question marks about St. Louis. I expect Arizona to be better, like just in, in terms of how they play inside of a game. Uh, but I, I mean, you're going to have some pretty easy nights in the Central when you're looking but, at Chicago and, and Arizona. And, but Arizona had a like four month road trip last year to they, start. They did. They'll be better. And we're buried. Yeah. But keep 
keep this in mind, just about Arizona. I don't, and I argued with producer Bob on on the Chirp podcast. Mm-hmm. He wanted a shout out for for Arizona, and I wasn't giving Arizona Wouldn't a shout out. I I refused, but I do acknowledge they're a better team. Mm-hmm. They they reinforced their lineup. Uh, they added some some pieces through through free agency, uh, and they Logan Cooley was a rock star in the preseason in turning pro there. Yeah, he was awesome. Amazing. And their home record last year was really good. Mm-hmm. So if, if you take away the two-month road trip and they're still okay at home, mm-hmm. they could be interesting. I don't think they're anywhere close to being a legitimate playoff team in the Central. No. But they could be somewhat relevant. All right. I'll go Metro Pacific Central Atlantic. Yeah. That's where I'm at. Yeah. The Atlantic is because I, I see more of a changing of the guard there. Yeah. That's why. And everybody in the, in the Pacific of those, those five teams, like Anaheim, San Jose, they're uh, Vancouver. I don't, uh, yeah. even with my buddy talk there, uh, I don't see them doing, doing much though. There's five teams, four spots in the, in the Pacific mm-hmm. and five good teams. Five good organizations. We're going to take a break. When we continue, one-timers, news notes from the National Hockey League, we'll give you the numbers on those two big extensions with the Winnipeg Jets and uh, a little bit of roster news coming off of cut-down day going into the start of the regular season tomorrow night. And stick around. The number is 702-876-1340. In the second part of one-timers, we're going to give away couple of tickets to opening night for the VGK. It's the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Carlson left corner, centered, one-timer, score! It's time for one-timers. one-timers. A quick look at news and notes from around the National Hockey League. Brought to you by Paul Padalaw. It's not about the injury, it's about the recovery. Contract extensions have been announced in a couple of different fronts. So starting off in Winnipeg, and you heard my surprise earlier. <laughs> I didn't expect Mark Shifley and Connor Hellebuck to both ink extensions with Kevin Sheveldayoff and the ownership group uh, with the Winnipeg Jets, but that's what's happened. Seven years, $8.5 million. Now, those, those are big numbers in both pay, but the actual salary... I don't mind. Eight and a half yeah, million. Yeah. That's too much for a number one goaltender. I'm sorry. He's good. But <laughs> the way the game's going right now, like look at look yeah, at yeah, what National yeah. Football League with with running backs. Like there's there's a s- swing going on. Yeah. Six million dollars is about the limit to what guys want to pay for for a number one goaltender. Uh, 8.5 uh, works because he's a uh, Vezin Trophy winner. I worry about the back end sure. uh, with, with, with Connor Hellebeck. PR, though, huge. Like you make back a lot in, in, in PR, being able to bring him back. And Shifley, the first player ever picked before they were the Winnipeg Jets. Mm-hmm. Uh, they didn't have a logo or a jersey. They announced the team name at that draft in Minnesota and then picked Mark Shifley. First player part of Winnipeg Jets 2.0. Again, symbolic gesture, but a really good player. And uh, I think with the new room, no Blake Wheeler, uh, I'm excited to see what Mark Shifley can do. Short term, 
massive move mm-hmm. by the by the Winnipeg Jets long term. They'll have to navigate that. Yeah, I, I'm I'm with you. I think that you know for for Winnipeg in general, it's it's good to be able to bring those two players back. It's great for the market. It's great for the fans. In, it's good that for the regard. league. To it's be good honest, for the, yeah, you're you're right. It is because you want you want good players in Winnipeg. You, you just do, and and there's no arguing right now. Connor Hellebuck, Mark Shifley, they're really good hockey players for that Winnipeg Jets team. Could they go on a run? Could they make something happen? We'll see. But it's going to be years five, six, seven, where things get a little bit dicey for the Winnipeg Jets. Shifley's 30, so 37. Yep. Can he play at 37? Yeah. Is he an $8.5 million player at 37? No. No. That's logical, but all the negotiating power was Mm -hmm. on the player. Yeah. They knew it. Mm -hmm. Jets knew it. They, I, I think they did well just getting out of seven years instead of eight years. <laughs> like, that's, that, that, that's a big negotiating win. Yeah, that's true. Um, because then you're, you're you're talking about what are you getting out of a 38-year-old Mark Scheifele? Yeah. yeah. Rasmus Dahlin signs an eight-year extension with the Buffalo Sabres. Mm-hmm. $88 million. So this is... Uh, this is the difference between a 30-year-old signing, yep. like Shifley, mm-hmm. signing a, a seven-year extension, at, and he comes in at $8.5 million. Darlene is an $11 million cap hit. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a it's a steep cap hit for sure, but I, I think Rasmus Dahlin is awesome. I just do. I, there's, uh, there's the offensive upside. Obviously, he defends well. He hits like a Mack truck, so... Um, I love the player. I, I really do. And I think for the Buffalo Sabres, like you eliminate, you want to talk about eliminating distractions. You've got Deline locked up. You've got Tage Thompson locked up. Like you have a pretty good understanding of what your core is. Now it's time for them to show it. Is he a dark horse for the Norris Trophy? I think he's a contender. Listen, the Norris Trophy mm. has a revolving door. Yeah, yeah, it's tough to win. It's been that way well, for a while. Just it's different guy every year. Yeah, the, the but, last, the last, I don't know, um, repeat winner. If you go back over the years, so you, you go back one year next. By the time you get to a repeat winner, it's Eric Carlson. Wow. Like he won last year, and then he won ten years yeah. ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's been nine different guys over the last nine years. So like, everybody talks about, oh, he's gonna how many nor It's not. When he wins the Norris Trophy, it's mm-hmm. how many he's going to win. Yeah. Kale McCarr. Sure. Mm. Or Adam Fox. Yep. Roman Yossi. Yeah. They, it's just Victor Hedman. And you start to just look every, at, everybody. There's a different guy every year. Yeah, and I mean, you start to look around the league, right? Like Miro Haskinen should be in that conversation. Yeah. I, I think, I, to your question, I think Rasmus Dahlin has all the skills to be a guy that has a big year and is put into that situation. Like, I have to think if Buffalo has a big year. Yeah, for sure. He, he's in he's in the discussion because he's a part of that, obviously. Yeah. I think there's more contenders for the Norris Trophy mm-hmm. than there is for the Hart Trophy. That people, how many people do you think can legitimately go out and win the Hart Trophy for the league MVP? I'll give you one guy I think can win it this year outside of Connor McDavid. Okay, but if if he doesn't win yeah. it. How many guys could, could Nathan could McKinnon? Win? One guy. Dreisaitl. Kucherov. Yeah. Austin Matthews. Austin Matthews. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, Jack that's Eichel. Fine. That's, fine. that's fair. 
I don't think Jack puts up enough points. I don't think he gets there. Yeah. Is he like most valuable to your team? Could he fall under that category? Sure. Yes, but we know that there's, there's You're more not gonna to go it than that, that. That route. So there's there's five guys, mm-hmm. and and remember, Matthew Kachuk could could he's That's he's possible. everybody's yeah. okay. uh, uh, darling in the sense of. He's put it all together Love with Matthew points. Kachuk. I do. I, yeah. I I think his point totals yeah. have have transcended his being an agitator. Yeah. Oh yeah. So there's there's five guys I think could legitimately win the Hart Trophy, yeah. and I'll give it a, a error rating of plus or minus two because I haven't gone deep deep dive into it. But in the Norris for best defenseman, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so many. So like nine guys. different guys have won you, in the last nine yeah. years. Yeah, you can go double digits yeah. easy. So easy. many. Shea Theodore, yeah. Alex Petrangelo. Well, you can there's, talk. There's two. People have been talking about Shea yeah. since he joined the Vegas Golden Knights. Yeah. And I I went through. Did you guys watch the ESPN uh, show? The, the, the special, the two-hour special documenting their run through the Stanley Cup playoffs? Uh, Shea and I were talking about it today because I, I had goosebumps and Shea goes, I was watching the other day and I got goosebumps. I'm like, <laughs> I still don't lie. Like it's, and, but I, he scored a couple of goals yeah. that were like, wow. Yeah. And the, the goal in the in the final. Oh, was yeah. like, where? Yeah. So unreal. Put him in, in in that mix. It's weird to say, but I th- I do firmly believe that there's more people that could win the Norris than best player in the in the league. I don't even know that that's a hot take. I don't think it's a hot take. I think sounds like it though. It, yeah. it does, but yeah. I think you're right on the money. Thank you. Does Good it kind of maybe allude to the fact that maybe we need another award for defensive players? No. I don't want any awards for defense. <laughs> <laughs> like defending. We just no awards those for guys defending. Get screwed, no, no, I don't Chad, care. Chad, all we need is like Connor Bedard in a couple of years to really push the envelope with Connor McDavid. Yeah. I, I don't go want back and forth. The Selkie Trophy. Sure, I, I give defensive players all the credit in the world. I don't want an award for defending. Stay at home defense. I want of the year. yeah. The idea that that people have floated this out. Be quiet with that. I don't want to reward that. I want goals. 702-876-1340. This could quite possibly, in the Las Vegas Valley, be the last opportunity for you if you don't have tickets to get into tomorrow night and the banner raising game at T-Mobile Arena. Seattle Kraken. We should mention that they're playing a team tomorrow night. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they, they are going to have an opposition. Oh, uh, but Seattle. it's all about the banner and then into the game. Phone now. 702-876-1340. Ryan Wallace is going to give the number, and if you are that caller, you will win. Ryan. Caller number 20. Caller number 20, which means if you're ringing right now, you're probably going to have to dial back. 702-876-1340. We'll come back with the winner and catching up with Chap next. When the guy wouldn't stop talking, we had no choice but to give him his own segment. It's time for Catching Up with Chapman. Eventful date in here. Stanley Cup ring. Brady Hackmeister, creative director with the Vegas Golden Knights, brought his Stanley Cup ring in studio. And then we've got uh, a look around the National Hockey League in hour number two, all pointed towards opening it tomorrow night, Christopher. 
Yeah, very cool to see that ring up close and personal. I've never seen, I've seen many championship rings. Well, not many, but multiple championship rings from various sports. And I would say that that is the cleanest, most incredible looking championship ring I have ever seen in my life. And he just got it. Like he just got it 20 minutes before he showed up in the studio. Well, we make things happen on this show. People, people want to. We're a big deal. I would like to say that we are, because nobody, nobody throws around their weight like I do. Well, but he, but all, all 135 pounds soaking wet. I didn't expect that. That was neat. Yeah, no, neither did I. I. I mean, it's awesome. I'm glad it happened. Brady, anytime, anytime you want to come back. He's, he's listening right now because yeah. he's he's driving back out past Searchlight. Yeah. Which direction that's is that again? South. That's a drive. It's man. heading towards yeah. Laughlin. That's yeah, coming that's from far. me. That's a drive. Yeah. yeah. Don't speed through searchlight either. Slap squatches have missed them. Their record's not as good. Hey, we'll talk to you from the gold carpet tomorrow.